Hello, I'm Professor Margaret Rogers Van Koops. Everyone calls me Dr. Margaret, and you are listening to Journey into an Unknown World. You may have heard a lot about the Piscean Age, and of course the introduction to the Aquarian Age, and I have talked a little bit about the overlap of these two great ages, but I haven't really given you all the details about what we've been going through. If you think about the virus that everyone is afraid of right now, which tells us to hide at home, cover our faces, and uh, not work or earn money, it is a very hard time. But what we're actually looking at is a bigger picture. We're looking at the end of the Piscean Age, the end of the way we were. So what we see is going back in time over the last hundred years to the early 1900s, what we see is a big change coming over with the influence of the overlap of the Aquarian Age. So if you perceive these two great ages as two circles overlapping one another to make an ellipse, what you will understand here is that the Aquarian Age has long been influencing the Piscean Age and so when we go back to the 1900s, we see, for example, the suffragettes who decided they were not going to be housekeepers, wives kept by men, etc., but rather to get across to the world that women were just as clever as men. Back in those days, there were many different types of societies in the world. There was a lot of judgment and condemnation about who was who and what was what. And what we saw, of course, was a lot of people sacrificing themselves to make a point. Many of the points that they made in the early part of the 1900s was scoffed at, especially if it was put up by a woman. But as that century wore on, it began to be obvious with three world wars, by that I mean we're going back to the Crimea War before that, which went on a long time, and which Florence Nightingale opened the door for nurses to be. We can also see that through World War I, lasting for over six years, that the whole world was suffering with annihilation, desperation, and then we look at World War II and we see the same thing repeated within a very short time. And of course, the difference between the two world wars was technology, methods of fighting, and ways and means of communicating with foreign countries so that each country was no longer isolated within its own uh, principality, shall we call it, or government, or whatever it was at the time, where everyone did exactly what their country, king, queen, president, uh, whatever it was, you know, so many different names, um, to lead the people towards what they believed was the right thing for their particular country. And so what we had in that period of time was a tremendous amount of change and alteration. With the suffragettes training themselves to think about business and work, and with the wars happening that led thereafter, women stepped forward and took over control of running their countries while the men were away fighting. Now, that was a very important step in emancipation for women. But what we didn't realize was that when the men returned, they would come back with the old ideas that they were going to dominate the scene and take over again. But of course, by the mid-1900s, a time period where I was growing up, women were standing up for their rights and governments were changing. I remember my parents saying, uh, we are upper class, therefore we must vote for the king or queen side of the fence. We're not workers, so we cannot vote for the Labour government. 
Today, all that has gone away, but I'll talk about that a little later. So the Piscean Age was very much a materialistic age. And the thing about it is that most people think that, oh, you know, it's only lasting for a few years. But the truth is, the great Piscean Age has been over us for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And by the way, I've just channel written a book from Archangel Haniel called The Light Side of the Oneness. And perhaps some of you have already heard about my book, The Dark Side, which is about us and how we tend to look at what is wrong. And if we go back to the Piscean Age, we were trained to look for what was wrong. We were taught to judge. That person isn't good enough to be with me because they're not of my class. That person isn't good enough to be given a better job because they haven't been to school past 16 years old. That person isn't suitable because their color or their tradition or their religion is different from ours. One thing about the Piscean Age was that people accepted that whatever they were told to believe was true. And if you look back over the great age of the Piscean Age, going right back to Roman times, what we see there is the same thing. The need to conquer, to go to war, take someone's land, take their vegetables or whatever it is back home and show everyone, look, we found something new. And then brought the seeds because it was popular and people started growing the same things in their house or their home or their city. And then there became competition. People were saying, my particular plant is better than your plant. Or my uh, jewelry making is much sweeter and more intricate than that company is and so on. The competition was there still. Whether we were at war or whether we were trying to build new houses. There was always competition. And while competition is wonderful for growth, we're so busy trying to get more and more to prove that we are greater than someone else, that we ultimately get to a point where we are so overloaded with things that we have no time whatsoever to really think about who we truly are. In my office, in my healing center, I have a camel. It's a model, but it's loaded down with all sorts of necessaries from, shall we say, um, a potty that you're going to take with you on a journey because you don't know if there's any toilets anywhere. Yes, back in the 1900s, they had potties that went under the bed because they weren't going to go outside and uh, go to the sharing toilet that everyone used. We've come a long way from that, and I'll talk about that in the Aquarian Age. So, weather. Well, you know, imagine trying to fight two wars or three wars with all the rain coming down and the snow coming down, and then it's too hot and humid in the summer. It was very difficult having to do all that walking and you know, taking those big uh, tanks or whatever it was at the time, going back further in time, carrying guns and heavy equipment on your back and having to be uh, really uh, aware and sacrificial in every sense of the word to die for your country and to not think about any prospects after that because you probably won't survive. So it was very much a matter-of-fact acceptance state of consciousness on this world for thousands of years. Now, if you think about the Aquarian Age, we have a whole different scenario. What we have is, and I'm not talking about technology yet, what I'm talking about here is just having a sense somewhere in the 1960s that there is something more than just going to war or going to work or taking a dance class just to pass the time. 
there was more going on within all of us. We were starting to say that there is more to go to search for. That if we go look for something, then we will we'll find it, get involved, and that will take us away from the Piscean age. Now, in the overview, that's good and intelligent to understand. But in the practical sense, in the doing of everyday activities, there was conflict. I have to still do all these things the way I was taught in the Piscean age. But hey, I want to be in the future and I want to be a part of the progressive ways that things are going to happen. I'm ready for it. But I'm so confused. I don't know whether I should stay with the old thing or should move into the new thing. I can tell you as a medium, during the 60s, I was very well known in England for that, I had so many people coming to me and saying, should I take this job? It's so different. I have to learn something. And hey, I'm not very good at electrical typewriters. I really miss my old mechanical one. Or I love photography and I've got this old box camera, but hey, there's this new click fix and take something and I've got a picture in minutes, but I can't take it in and and uh, develop it myself. There's something new about this and I have to learn about this and I have to pay someone to develop my photos for me. I can tell you that my mother, when she used to get her rolls of film developed, um, she would always make sure she had two copies of everything. And that was good because we could share them amongst the family. But the Aquarian age is different. We don't bother with cameras anymore we have a phone and I'll talk about that in a minute. So what we're looking at here in this overlap is the Aquarian age was coming into the end of the Piscean age. It was the beginning of the flowing of our awarenesses that there must be more during the 1960s. Now, that's not to say that things weren't happening way before then, because obviously the first computer, which was massive and filled many rooms, you know, was the big step into the Aquarian age. But not everybody knew about it even. And we were still getting on telephones in phone boxes. We were still feeling that if we wanted to see someone, we had to get on a bus and go and call, you know, arrange a time we could get there. So there was very much an organization within our consciousness right up until 1970. Now, at that point, we started to become more aware of the presence of the energy of the Aquarian age coming in on top of us. Suddenly, life was speeding up. Grocery stores started to have vegetables in England that I'd never seen before, such as an artichoke. Yes, we were starting to import and export our produce, no matter what it was, to foreign lands so that we could make more money. Yes, that's the Piscean Age part, but with it was coming the Aquarian Age that was saying, it's futuristic, this is different. I want to taste this food, I want to try this different religion, or whatever it was at the time. So, of course, the Beatles uh, brought India into the world, in the Western world, and I'm happy to say that I did know these boys when they were 16, when they used to practice with Brian in London, and I was asked by them would they make it <laughs> I said yes well look at them today they've been so famous all over the world but here I want to use them not in blowing my trumpet but to say we didn't have the perception back in those days of how far someone could go it was a struggle so if you were in any kind of business and show business, you didn't know if people would support you. You didn't know if the hard work you put in was being appreciated. So going back to my example of vegetables, if someone picked a vegetable and sent it to me in England, I would say to myself, oh, wow, this is strange. I'm not sure if I like the taste, but after a while I'd get used to it. And then I'd say, well, where's it come from? 
And a lot of times I would say, oh, Africa or India or somewhere. I never had that food before. And as soon as it became popular in England, I started to see in the 70s and 80s uh, of the 1900s, more Indian shops opening because we had Indian people living in our country. We had more Chinese shops opening so we could have all this take-home food. What a new thing, take-home food already cooked for us. Before that, it was all go shopping, buy the stuff and come home and mum has to cook it and drag the kids in with you to help you get it done in time before they have to go off to the guides or to the scouts or whatever it is they're doing. And yes, I had a lot of that because I'm, as a young mother, bringing up my children. And yes, just like my mother and father, I taught my children, you have to fit in with the rules and regulations of the country. But there was something different in me. I was born with a rebel in me. When my father said I couldn't play with the kid up the road, guess I did. Yes, I was there and they were playing with me and I was having great fun. And then I go home and lie. Where were you? Oh, I was just in, walking in the park. I wasn't telling the truth. So you could see there was also a lot of umbrage in the Piscean Age throughout history of people lying, manipulating, and uh, just totally uh, controlling people without them even knowing it was happening. So that period in history was an evolving period of the Aquarian age, tippy-toeing in that era of that time in the 70s and 80s. We started to feel it back then. So the Aquarian Age was bringing us a new message. It was not about materialism and status and standards and wars and all that kind of thing. It was about understanding one another. So back in the 1980s, we in England started to have things like um, festivals and Evolving out of that became the festivals of mind, body and spirit. They lasted for 10 days and I was a keynote speaker in those days and taught a lot and demonstrated a lot and yeah, did wonders for my career. It got me out there and it got me known. But hey, known to who? Just a few. Because the majority was still influenced by the Piscean Age and those of us that were being influenced by the Aquarian Age that was overlapping were blowing our whistles. They were, hey, over here, we've got a new concept. We've got a new idea. We've got a new way of looking at the oneness, looking at God. Take your eyes off the railway and the cars and the price of gas and take your mind up into the oneness. What is the oneness? Oh, could be aliens. Oh, could be a new technical idea. Could be a new type of toilet and so on. And so everyone in the 80s was starting to look for new gadgets. And I remember my children playing with the clacker balls and I said to them, these are so dangerous, you could break your knuckles and all this and they'd come back waggling them around showing me how good they were with them. And someone somewhere made a fortune out of all the children that wanted those little clapper balls. So that's just one simple example of a gadget. And as we got more into the idea of having gadgets, we wanted um, anything that was different. And that was what the Aquarian Age was bringing us, an awakening that we could change, that we could have a different concept about who we are and what we want in this world and what we want to do. And I'm happy to say that I am one of the generations that led forward in the spiritualist ideas because we said, no, I'm not going to be a class person, upper class or working class. No, I'm not going to be able to say I won't talk to the Chinese or the Indian person or the black person. No, I'm not going to be whatever it is the old Piscean age has taught us we're supposed to be. 
the Aquarian energy is saying, reach for the stars. And we did. They went to the moon. But the bottom line is that everything that was done in those last 20, 30 years of the 1900s was all about the influence of the Aquarian age. Now, as the Aquarian age started to come in, it brought us into mindsets. Why do I think the way I think? Well, mum and dad said, granny and grandpa said, but hey, that doesn't fit in with what's happening in the world. I want to know more about the world. I want to know where these artichokes come from. I want to know why the asparagus is growing in Europe and not in England. These kinds of things are in my mind at that time. And so, of course, I wanted to learn. Now, that's what the Aquarian um, age is. It's about learning, sharing, evolving, and ascending into a new state of being. I recently have just finished a book called, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to mention it again, um, The Light Side of the Oneness. And I want you to understand that in a way, we've been in the Piscean Age of the Dark Side of Self, which is the other book I wrote with it, the twin book. The dark side is all about how we think negatively and we expect the worst and we don't trust ourselves when we're doing spiritual matters or dealing with money or anything that affects our comfort zone. So when the Aquarian age started overlapping in the 80s, we started to feel a little bit afraid of the change. And at that time, we started to see countries rising up in arguments. Some wanted the old, some wanted the new. And as the Aquarian age overlapped in different ways more and more with the evolution of the technical age beginning then, we started to see electric typewriters. We started to see digital recorders. We started to see computers becoming something that each of us could afford. Probably on higher purchase recorder in England or credit in America and other countries. Yes, even having credit cards was a new thing. Before that, in the Piscean Age, we had to have the money in the bank and we had to work really hard to make sure we had that money in the bank. But then credit came in and I remember my mother being so glad there was some credit so she could buy me some shoes. And by the time I was 20, I had to save my money to buy my own shoes because I didn't have any credit. And when I did finally get credit during marriage years, I got in debt. And so what I learned the hard way is if you haven't got it, don't try and get it because you did well without it before. So I would rationalize that. That was a concept between the Piscean and the Aquarian age. I want to have the future, but I want the past. I want to have the money I don't want to be in the future with bad credit, but I don't know how to get the credit, so I'll just struggle with the old Piscean age. And then all of a sudden, with the computers coming up, we suddenly got an absolute access to banking, to money, to credit cards, and we all went mad. We bought everything, every new gadget, and we're still doing it today. So let me roll over to the Aquarian age and where we're at now. It's like we have just stepped into the Aquarian age completely. And we did that in 2008. But anatomically, we're still encoded with cellular neuromuscular memory, what we did as children. And we still rationalize that we need that comfort of the Piscean age, whether it's church or the old work or the crafts and arts that we had, that we all learned. We miss those now. Why? Because the Aquarian age made the planet small. 
it brought to us all the goods that people were making in other countries that we didn't know about. And it was like, wow, someone made this? And then we got into the financial war zone of how much and oh, it's too expensive, so we get into bartering and that's the old Piscean Age again. But then we come forward into the Aquarian Age and what we see is cheaper is easier and faster and quicker. And here we are today, you can go online on your computer or your phone or your tablet or anything else you can find that is technical and you can order your goods from any part of the world. And that's why Amazon is king of the Aquarian Age relative to the old Piscean Age. It's feeding off your needs and wants of the future because you see it, you've been trained to want it and get it. And when you get it, you don't appreciate it because it's throwaway. Piscean Age said, get it and keep it and hoard it. So we have a conflict here between whether I really want to keep it or whether I really can let it go. And we have an old saying that someone else's trash is someone else's gold. You know, so we short sort them around and swap them and we do all sorts of things. We in England in the Piscean Age it was very normal to have what we call jumble sales at the church and that meant everybody brought all your second hand stuff you no longer want, take it to the church, in the church hall, stack the tables up with it, invite all the people locally to come and offer to buy the goodies, to raise money for the church. And sometimes you found a little gem. Like my mother found a little silver ring and she just loved that and wore it forever. But you see, we can't do that now. We're in the Aquarian age. You know, we can't just go down the road and find something really cheap because they're already cheap in Walmart and such places like that. And why would I want a second-hand one, whatever it is I'm looking for, when I can go out and buy it new for little money? So now let's have a look at the Aquarian Age. The Aquarian Age has brought us an understanding that learning is easy if you are a mind to educate yourself. But unfortunately, when we do put classes up for people to come and listen, what we find out is there's 101 classes being offered and there's competition. What do we see here? A little bit of the Piscean Age again. Competition is, I want that land. If you don't give it to me, I'll fight you for it. So where is that war now? It's in the competition to draw people to your site because your site is better than someone else's site. Now, of course, it's not true. We don't know that your site is better than someone else's. It's just that old belief again that you have something to offer that people want and need. Pitching and selling has become overwhelming. I just went to my um, Google account today and I have sections for pitching and sections for teaching and so on and so on. And I'm swamped. Hundreds of people sending me all their pictures of stuff that I didn't even want, wouldn't want, and I had to spend an hour just deleting them. So there's something to say for the Piscean Age where you had to get on a bus and go get what you wanted. I could open up my computer under the Aquarian Energy and I would have a thousand and one choices and I would probably only look at the first page, choose one of them, see what they have to offer. If they don't fit in with what I'm feeling and thinking under the Aquarian Age influence, I know there's plenty more to choose from, so I don't mind Xing out and going to other sites and searching. But hey, I'm searching for hours and hours sometimes because there's so much stuff out there and it's all so similar and it's all so expensive. Yes, so now let me come back to what people do. In the Piscean Age, 
you would say, I need some bread or something, you go to the bread shop. I need some meat, I go to the meat shop. And you're assured that wherever you go, that product will be there on the shelves. Now, in the Aquarian age, you don't go to the shop, you go online to buy it. And when you buy it, it's sight unseen regarding only a photo. And when you get it, you start handling it, you think, well, this is crummy, it's... Um, it looks like it was made for a three-year-old, and sure enough, within a day or two, it's broken. Whereas the old things that were made lasted an entire lifetime. So there's some good things to say about the Piscean Age in terms of crafts and the things that people made. But unfortunately, in the Aquarian aspect of the overlap, we got lazy. We stopped learning the crafts. If you stop a child today and say, have you learned to make model aeroplanes or have you learned to knit and sew, depending on what sex the child is, they'll look at you like you're insane. You know, Unless they've got parents who say, come on, sit down, no TV, do your homework, and now we're going to play a game or we're going to paint something or we're going to go on a walk and we're going to point out to you that this tree is this and that plant is that. A lot of those things that were good in the Piscean Age in terms of appreciating our environment and teaching our children what is what, as it were, has gone. Today, in the Aquarian Age, with the fast technical things happening all the time, two parents have to work, the kids are latchkey kids who have to come home and teach themselves and do their homework or whatever it is. So what have we seen? We've seen a decline in education. We've seen a decline in people wanting to become involved in anything. We see a great big battle going on right up until 2000. We've seen controversy in our politics. We've seen people being exposed for stuff they did in the Piscean Age, in the middle of the Piscean Age up to the 2000 years, we were exposing what was bad in the Piscean Age, but we weren't really appreciating what was good in the Piscean Age. And remember, I'm only talking about the last 200 years overlap. If we go all the way back to the Roman times or the Greek times, you're going to see exactly the same thing. Only back then, what we were looking at was not the Aquarian Age coming in, but the Taurus Age. There are different age periods of about 200 years um, where we go round the astrology circle. And so for our 200 years in the Aquarian Age now, we're moving into the Gemini energy. And Gemini says we can go this way and that way. It's like the Piscean Age was this way and that way. So we're still in a bind between the Piscean Age, the Gemini 200 years to come, and the full Aquarian Age, which will last for, yes, 36,000 years or more. I can't remember the exact number in my head right now. So what I want you to understand is that this period that we have now started with, so we think, the virus, the COVID-19 or the coronavirus as I like to call it, was the cause of our demeanor at this time. But what I want to really say here is it's a catalyst. And if you stop and think about what's happening now, because we were grounded, the planes were grounded, the trains were grounded, when nobody was driving their cars, the atmosphere has cleared. And suddenly, the globe is saying, hey, I can breathe again, let's have some weather. And so we've got floods, rain everywhere, drowning out the poor, the miserable, the low, the meek, who have nothing. And then we have political battles and wars going on between individuals who are tearing people down, saying they're lying and they're cheating and exposing them if it's true, 
or telling fallacies and falsehoods that is causing a lot of predicaments that need never have happened. We've also had fires that have been very toxic and uh, those have happened all over the world where there is hot countries. We've had gases coming out of the earth itself. We've had volcanic eruptions. We've had so much happen in the last 20 years of this century. And all of this is part of earth saying, I'm cleansing myself. It's part of us saying, I'm cleansing myself of the negativity of the Piacian age, but I'm also keeping the positive aspects of creativity that the Piscean Age has taught us to do. And now we're moving into this Aquarian Age, we're beginning to say everything is overwhelming. I'm stressed, I'm full of worry, I'm full of loss, I feel I have no real support, I'm stuck in my home all on my own, and I'm missing company I'm missing sharing the things that I learned in the Piscean Age. So what happens? Suddenly everyone is rushing out when they can to buy jigsaw puzzles, coloring books, painting books, or whatever it is that's creative. And suddenly these young children in this new Aquarian Age are getting creative and artistic and boy, are they talented. Have you watched America's Got Talent? And these six, ten-year-olds, thirteen-year-olds come out and sing like they've been doing it for 28 years. Yes, the Aquarian Age is bringing in new consciousness about humankind. We've heard so much about um, the black side of everything in terms of slavery and so on through the Piscean Age where, yes, it was terrible and I am no way ever going to support any of that. But I have to admit that when we look back at the founders through that age, they did according to what was necessary at that time. And so little by little, reaching out in the ways that they could through the Piscean Age, they acted accordingly, which led to new ideas, which then made someone else act accordingly, and so on. I recently wrote a book, Donald Trump, The Enigma of Society. It is not about how he behaves and he's president of the US. No, it's about his ancestors and how they each, in their own ways and the lifestyles that they live, interacted in a variety of different ways to lead to the birth of Donald Trump, who was to stand as president. So what am I saying? Long ago in the Piscean Age, the spiritual aspect of divine consciousness had set a lot of us up in our coding to be born in this time through the struggles and trials and tribulations of our ancestors to arrive here in this time to appreciate their battles that has made it possible for us to live in such a modern time. Now here I'll be a little bit spiritual and add to this that we who are in the spirit world watching our ancestors being born are watching them and guiding them and helping them too because we have a coding long before we ever come into embodiment that is set to be entwined with our ancestors. So you can't help yourself but be a bit like grandma grandpa and great-grandma and great-grandpas on both sides and so on back through time. It's within your DNA. And you as a spiritual being inside your body have time now in the Aquarian age to respect their struggles, their trials and their tribulations. Which is why we're seeing people all over the world rising up now to say, I don't want a leader who's controlling us and manipulating us. We want leaders who are able to communicate and be honest and truthful 
and give us new rules, new regulations, new ways to exist on this planet. Again, if we go back into the Piscean Age, we can see all those fires and floods and so forth. And as the Piscean Age is leaving us, the Aquarian Age has to pick up with the old lessons. So the virus, the floods, the fires, the gases, uh, the earthquake eruptions that we've had as well, and the volcanoes blowing up, we've had a bit of everything, is a repeat pattern of the Piscean Age reminding us that, hey, just because we're in the Aquarian Age, don't forget the lessons you've learned from the Piscean Age because you must move forward and grow and evolve and be different. If you think about how often you have told yourself, oh, that will be easy, and then you find out it's not, or you say to yourself in the beginning, this is going to be really hard. But as you start to learn it, you begin to see you're enthused and information comes quickly. Well, the Aquarian Age is bringing that to us. It's saying, what have you learned out of the Piscean Age and what are you taking into the Aquarian Age? Because if you're taking the old you that says, I can't, I don't know how, I'm a slave, I'll never be free, I'm tied to the old ideas, I'm just a fighter for staying alive, how can you have any time left in your everyday life to be creative and inventive and, and go out there with this technical age and learn a trade or read books or watch educational videos? I love to give... Um, the, um, now I can't think of it because I wanted to say that, um, the uh, courses that you can buy online um, that are given by professors. Um, I'll, I'm sorry, if it comes to me, I'll remember. You know, we all make mistakes when we make shows and we don't have to edit it and so on. And I've been told, don't worry about editing, so I'm not. Um, so anyway, whatever you've learned in this Piscean Age, it's a foundation stone for a whole nother 36,000 years and so on. I mean, so th yeah, that's right, 36,000 years, a lot of time. We can't even imagine what this earth will be like by then. But I can assure you that what we do have to do is begin with sowing the seeds. Now, I refer to you know, the black issue that everyone's talking about. But let's come back to the reality. We're all different races. Yes, we've probably all been interfered with by aliens because everybody knows that now. And yes, we all do look different in different parts of the world, Oriental, um, Indian, black, uh, any country, there's so many. Uh, you know, it's why, why do we have to separate all this? We are... The human race living on this planet. And it doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what color your work is as long as you do it and you enjoy it. If you're doing something and there's no color in it, it's black and white, then you're bored and you hate it. So don't blame everyone else. Go inside and find you. And find what you really want to do. And don't be afraid of yourself finding out things you didn't know. Work with it. Grow with it. That's what the Aquarian Age brings us. Don't listen to disinformation or imaginary ideas that people throw at you that sound off the wall. If you can't relate to it, don't judge them. Don't condemn them. Just let yourself absorb, go away, ponder the matter. If you can't handle it, okay, put it aside. There's no reason to be angry. If you demonstrate anger, rage, you're going to cause a war within yourself and that's going to cause a war within your country and that's going to cause a revolution. Let's go back to the Piscean Age and just take the example of the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution. Do you want that? I don't think so. None of us want that. We want harmony. We want to come into the Aquarian Age with, hey, I hear you're Muslim. Teach me how you believe. Teach me about your philosophy. Oh, you're Buddhist. 
I want to hear about that. Teach me what your philosophy is and what you, and do you know what you're going to find? They all come down to the same thing. Pray to God, one God, and know that the voice of God hears you and will speak to you if you're silent. But if you're busy arguing, yelling, shouting, screaming, doing some last-minute act of the Piscean Age, not embracing the Aquarian Age of peace and harmony and love and understanding coming from education and involvement with new materials and new equipment and so on, then you're giving yourself a headache. You're giving yourself permission to be left behind. Now, the oneness doesn't want anyone to be left behind, which is why I'm talking about this. The oneness wants all of us to unite. If I'm standing at a, a, a fair and I see people have got all the same products that I've got, my first reaction under the Piscean Age is, oh dear, we've all got the same product, what are we going to do? Oh, so-and-so is charging $4, so-and-so is charging 2 I'll go in the middle, I'll charge, charge 3 The truth is, Aquarian Age doesn't care about that. The Aquarian Age is, it is what it is. You hear people say that all the time. So if we've got three people selling the same product, instead, look around you and say, these three people selling these three products are like me. So we'll be friends. We'll talk about combining our product and sharing and selling it together so that we all benefit at the same time. Unification. That's what we're talking about. Bringing countries together. Now, one of the things that I channeled from Red Cloud, who I've been channeling since I was eight in England, um was back in 82, he said to me, and I have it at the back of my book, um, Journey into an Unknown World, The Way to Oneness Revisited, if you want to read it on um, Amazon. It's basically saying, America should be the first to show unity, to show an understanding. We've been first to the moon, why can't we be first to unify ourselves within and be a model of a country that supplies all that we need to ourselves within ourselves? In other words, we farm our own land, we provide our own foods, we cook our own vegetables, we do whatever we have to do, which is a bit of the Piscean Age. But hey, not individually, but bonded together, united. So what did the virus do for us? It's exactly that. It's brought us to a point where we're locked up at home. We're seeing, if you watch Al Jazeera on the news, you're seeing bits of news from all over the world. There isn't one part that isn't suffering, not only because of the virus, but because of the nature of change happening on our planet. Floods everywhere, fires and all those things. Yes, they're happening again to remind us what was destroyed in the Piscean Age is still there within us. And we have to stop destroying things. We must stop destroying the earth. We must stop destroying ourselves. We must stop hating people. We must stop judging people. We must say, hello, who are you? What do you do? What are you interested in? How often do you do that? I'm interested in what you're doing. Would you like to hear what I'm doing? And sharing and explaining and swapping. It's very important. Now what we see here at this particular time in the current time now is revolution. Countries all over the world that are feeling they've been conquered and uh, controlled and manipulated, North and South Korea, um, countries galore in Africa fighting, you know, it, Middle East, it's all there in front of us saying, why are we repeating what the Romans did? Why are we repeating what the Germans did? Why aren't we learning the lesson that the Piscean Age gave us, which was to end war, to end conflict, 
and instead bring up the ability to have a certain amount of friction in the way we do business. We always need friction because that inspires us to think outside the box. And that's what the Aquarian age does. It brings us to a point. I can't hate anybody in the past anymore. And I don't know what's happening in the future. So I have to be in the now. And hey, everyone is a human being. And I want to know them. I want to know what they believe about God. I want to know what they believe about their lives and so on and so forth. We don't need to judge and condemn one another because we have different religions. We don't need to condemn a worker in the office because they're not pulling their weight. What we need to do is to go to them and say, hey, I see you're having a little bit of an issue here with that job. Can I help out? And in the helping out, you'll get to know that person and maybe you'll find out that the reason they're not 100% at work is because they've got so many issues at home with problems. We don't want to divide and conquer anymore. We don't want to agitate and depress one another. We want to draw people into a closeness of unity so that it doesn't matter what our race or creed is. What matters is what we do together to rebuild this earth, to make it a place where everyone is happy to be on earth. I spoke about children and their talents. They're all born with extra DNA strands. When I first wrote my book, Discover Your Baby's Spirit about the soul coding of babies, and it's a good book for mums, by the way, and grandmas. When I um, was writing that book, I was talking about the liquid crystal children. And they had an extra one DNA strand, which apparently I have two, um, which I didn't know at the time. But hey, these kids that are coming in now, they have two and three extra DNA strands working. Now, what does that mean for the lay person? It means their gene pool is able to adapt to circumstances and they can very quickly go, that's history, I'm not into that, I see the future, this is where I'm going. And they are speaking out about the controversy that older generations are throwing at them all the time. And I'm telling you that by the time they're adults and they're able to run countries, run businesses or whatever it is, you who is of the old Piscean age will be looking at them in awe, thinking, why didn't I think about that? Why didn't we do this earlier? Well, the truth is we weren't ready for it because we were still in the Piscean Age, in the overlap of the entry of the Aquarian Age. We got stuck in this loop for 300 years of I'm Piscean today, no, I'm Aquarian today. No, I'm Piscean today, no, it's more Aquarian. So when you look back over those 300 years, you can see a tremendous amount of growth economically, productively, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, on all levels of every kind of thing that you can think of throughout this world. So in ending this long radio show that I chose to do, I want you to be a parent who thinks outside the box. I want you to, no matter how old you are, if you're a grandma, think outside the box. And your youngsters, they want to know about the old style. Teach the youngsters to be creative and artistic and so, hey, I'm so glad in a way that we've all been locked down, stay at home, because it gives us a tremendous amount of time to rethink our lives, to look at what we haven't done and ask ourselves why we haven't done it and what can we do to move on. One of the things that, that I got out of writing Donald Trump, The Enigma of Society, was to show you how ancestors have influenced their lives 
through their families and people they met and the things that they did to bring into the DNA of the President of the United States his ancestry. And if you do buy that book and read it, please let me know because I'd love feedback on how you can see all the ancestors in his personality and productivity of the things that he does. We all have soul coding. Even if someone has exactly the same soul coding, but they're born in a different family or a different country, they're entirely different. So, hey, to the seven billions of people out there, each one of you is very, very individual. And nobody out there is going to copycat you exactly the same as you because it's impossible. You haven't got the same DNA. You haven't got the same ancestry. You haven't got the same countries. You haven't got the same work. And it goes on and on. You are unique. You are special. And you are one fragment of a whole universe of people here on this planet who is isolated and needs to unify and come together with all other fragments on this planet who are spiritual beings in the soul vibration of the oneness, who are here in this time to prepare the way for future generations to come to unify and balance economically the whole world. In other words, everybody's fed, everybody's clothed, everybody gets treatment for illness and disease, and everybody has work that they love to do, and everything is organized in such a way that no lies, no hiding, everything has to be revealed for the good of every individual. Now, you might say, oh, that's chaos. It's going to be chaos again. Well, at first, of course, it would be because nobody knows what they're doing with something new. But given time in the generations to come, and I'm sure you've seen movies where you, they've shown you this kind of thing, we will find a way where everyone is able to live communally and peacefully and make sure everyone is happy. But on the other side, hey, as I said, we're in the Gemini energy of there are 12 signs in horoscope. And so each sign has to have two and a half to three hundred years within the Aquarian age. Hence why I was saying 12 times 360, do the math, and you'll see it's a very big, great Aquarian age that we're in. So now we're in the Gemini uh, with Aquarius. We've got... Um, two air things here going on. So Gemini is, I want the old, but I want the new. And you can't have both. You try to, but they don't fit. It's like taking a plug socket and trying to put it, you know, a three-pin socket and trying to plug it into a two-pin socket. It won't fit. So we have to adapt and buy a new plug. See what I mean? So the world will change. It won't be the same. And with the Gemini influence, we will have the polarities between this is great and this is bad. So we've got to be very careful here that we don't destroy these first 360 years of Gemini growth. We need the give and take, the pull and push, the friction, and guess what we get out of that? A new technology, sound. Sound will bring so much more information. And it's not new because way back in the Piscean and the uh, ages before that, there was technology. We know there were giants, all different people. And hey, we've had sound technology before, but we've forgotten. But it will come to pass and uh, we won't have to burn fuel and do all these things. So stop worrying about what was and start putting your mind to what can become. What can you become? And on that note, I want to say to you, you can find me at easypeasysolutions.org where I'll be teaching next month. You'll also find that my new sumariscenter.com 
website will be put up. We've taken everything down because my husband passed over and we're redoing everything so that we'll be ready for the Aquarian Age and all that's going to happen. So I want to thank you for listening to Journey into an Unknown World. I have mentioned some books and if you'd like to read those, you, they're ebooks, or you can buy your own physical copy and have it from Amazon. So once again, thank you for listening to me. Be well. This is a special. Bye-bye.